Impeachment is over. Done. No, no. Just, just for this week. I want to know who, who won. <laughs> who won? <laughs> we got the State of the Union coming up from Cos Baltic. That's right. That's right. And David Bonson on Elizabeth Warren. Bernie Sanders, the Democratic Party. <laughs> hey, y'all, welcome to Cross Politics. Thank you for joining us. We're tearing up our own speeches what, here. What is house. this? What is Pastor this? Pastor Toby, Doesn't Chuck matter. Knox, on it's the Water the Boys. Thank you for joining us on the Fight Lab <laughs> Feast Network. Hey, you guys, club members, make sure you guys download the app because you can actually be watching us live right now in the app oh. if you have a club membership. <laughs> I'm just going on. You see, I, just, I don't get distracted anymore. Uh, download the app. You can actually, uh, in your app, iTunes Store or Google Play, type oh, in man. Fight, Laugh, Feast or Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Just you can download our app. Right the here. app is fantastic. I'm really enjoying <laughs> it. Some. We sure. got more content coming in the app, so make sure you join our club membership. You need some And you can actually log in through the app and be watching this go. live. Watching this circus live right now. Do I'm trying Pelosi. to do this live. We're doing a Pelosi right now. <laughs> there you go, Pastor. Go ahead. Do it. That do feels it. good. Yeah, it does. Lastly, yeah. hey, join our email list also because we are going to be announcing registration to our Fight, Laugh, Feast conference in Nashville, October 1st, 2nd, and mm. 3rd. We got Pastor Wilson coming. We got George Grant coming. Ooh. We got Rod Martin coming. What? We got Toby Sumter coming. And then I got a couple secret surprises what? that we're bringing. That's what I'm talking about. Did you get? Did you mention the app? I did. did. I did. You were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were in the business of doing this. <laughs> Toby got excited. Hey, this show is brought to you by Story Family Medicine. It's a medical clinic here in Moscow, Idaho. You might recognize Dr. Rod Story from past <gasps> episodes of Cross Politic. If you if you don't know who Rod Story is, search Rod Story. Can they search Rod Story on CrossPolitik.com? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, oh, they yeah would, absolutely. and they would find the show yep. that we did yep. with him where yep. he talked about the current transgendering crisis. What in the world is this? Mm. In 2018, Dr. Story opened his own direct mm. care primary, sorry, direct primary care clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, direct primary care is a membership model where members pay a single monthly fee, get this, for continuous and personal care. Yeah. So my wife can take a picture anytime, day or night, or of of like you know a, a bug bite, like a rash yeah, yeah, on a, you, a rash or, something. or a cut or an infection, yeah. or describe symptoms. Yeah. Why my eye red? And did you, did you say I had a rash? <laughs> You I totally just, missed it. You know, like your uh, rash. I was and- pulling the Pelosi. <laughs> That's it. That's Give it. Me. You know. That's it. That's it. Oh um, man. And and but he will re- re- respond. He'll reply day or night. Yeah, just like that because we yep. have, we pay the monthly fee. Anyway, Story Family Medicine because great care takes time. You can find out more information at storyfamilymed.com or by calling their office at 208-310-7773. Okay, I got to say something real quick about Dr. Story. He's amazing. Yeah. He is, I mean, the care. So I, we were doing some filming in there and I'm in the other room, got my camera and I'm coming in, I'm doing a shot and I'm waiting for them to come out the room. And all of a sudden, I hear, Lord, I just want you to take care of this child right now. And I'm I'm a Christian, and I got, whoa, whoa, is he in there praying? He is. He's anointing oil. Here's your antibiotic, and Lord bless you. And and that child starts speaking in tongues, and I ain't never seen nothing like that before. I I don't don't think the child was really speaking in tongues. But it was amazing. I love That was probably Latin because the kid goes to Logos school. Yeah, so I, I just, great. It, it's great. It was great being in the hospital, like our doctor's office. Yeah, like okay. I am proud to announce tonight that you will be receiving our country's highest civilian honor, <laughs> the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. He's getting it. Wow. 
I didn't recognize him at first. Yeah. I, I, yeah, he's aged. Yeah. Wow, we look happening right on the floor, right in front there. of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a that whole the whole speech right. was amazing. Well, it's, it's just full of political theater. Yeah, it really uh, was. You know, I mean, and, and you know, like, and I appreciate some of it. Some of it's maybe a little overdone. Well, uh, yeah, but, but he after he, this last year. <laughs> Reaction to Rush Limbaugh receiving the Presidential Medal of Freedom. First of all, the Presidential Medal of Freedom is an extraordinarily sacred um, award. We're talking about putting someone on the same level as Rosa Parks, you know, for example, in terms of their contributions to American progress. Uh, Rush Limbaugh is a violent racist. Um, but Virulent. even just on top of that, um, to do it in the middle of a state of the union, from Texas? And not even dignify no. it with its own ceremony as it has, it, there's all sorts of norms that are being violated, not just for people's norms. humanity, but also it truly just cheapens the value of it. So that's AOC. Yeah, AOC. Homosexuality used to not be in a norm. That's pretty virulent. <sighs> yeah. Maybe she doesn't know that the producer for Rush Limbaugh is a black guy. Oh, right. and he came out and said, "Does he I, know, does he know that yeah, Rush is racist?" Well, that's what he was coming out and saying. It's like, look, I want you to, I challenge you, find it, yeah. tell me where it is. Right. And I even went to Snoop's to look at some of the things that they said that Snoop's, Snoop's, yeah, them too. Um, <laughs> Snoop. yeah, yeah, yeah. You went to your boy Snoop. Uh, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop Dogg was telling me that the way it went, that Rush didn't actually say. Did you, uh, did you see Cosby and Snoop Dogg tweeting yesterday? Cosby, yeah, Cosby. How is he in jail yeah. right now? Yes. Anyway, so I went to Snoop's, and they were they actually didn't. They said that some of the things that have been said about Rush ha- yeah. actually are not true. Yeah, and oh, wow. and and some of the things that he said, even Snoop Dogg knows. Yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg knows that and if you go to snoops anyway um but what was amazing is that you know rush has said some pretty um, you know, crass things yeah right? he's crass he is crass and, he, he and can be. Yeah, at yeah. the same he's, time he's definitely kind of toned down that crass in some years, but, <laughs> but 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 Take you know the paper what, away from what, him. Is, what he's done the reason we're here right now and yeah. the reason talk and podcasting is doing so good around the nation that's right has a, everything right. to do i yeah. mean with rush i yeah. mean it really does yeah, and yeah. he was the guy who brought it and put it on the map yeah, i appreciated him giving the award to rush for that principle although the, the, i think there's yeah. other people to give the award sort of, sort of the symbolism of it i think he's right. he's free speech he's applauding yeah. um conservative free speech yeah. right. the whole movement uh-huh. yeah. that yeah. rush pioneered that's exactly yeah. what and about. i appreciate that and yeah. one of the things if you want that's to push good. though if free speech is david dowden that's who i would have awarded oh, oh yeah. yeah he needs but it. amy oh. there is one more thing tonight we have a very special surprise I am thrilled to inform you that your husband is back from deployment. He is here with us tonight, oh, man. and we couldn't wow. keep him waiting any longer. That's t- <laughs> wow. That's still... I mean, it gives you shivers. It does. I I, I, I've, seen this, I've seen this video four times. I know, I know. And every time yeah. I get... Yeah. You know why? You know... This oh. is... You know, we love watching videos of soldiers coming home yeah. because it's a picture of heaven. A sacrifice. That's right. No, it's a picture of yeah. heaven. That's right. It's heaven. It's like it's homecoming. Yeah. It is. I mean, that, yeah. that's what that's what heaven is: is go, going home, right? Being gathered to your people. Yeah. And you know, I, I kind of feel bad for her. Like, did she know this was coming at all? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, look at the kid. Oh, uh, yeah. Beautiful. I mean, it, it's it is. Well, you, a little hard to do that in front of everybody. Yeah, but but, yeah. but there's something really beautiful. This about is it. winning. I mean, when you say yeah. theater, man, he put on yeah. a show. It was yeah. entertaining. One of the things that I think he was saying 
which was both good and bad for me, was that your government is working for you. And not only is it working for you, but it's working for you well, and it's working for you right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he did things with Rush Limbaugh. Rush, we're going to award you this, and we're going to do it now. Right. Hey, you know what? We know it's tough on military families yeah. and what yeah. you guys go through, but you know we're going to bring we, the award we, in. We brought your soldier home right now. now. Yeah. Right. You know, um, Tuskegee Airmen, you've given your life. 100-year-old man who's yeah. been fighting. 100 and some L- odd mission. Wasn't that yeah. coming up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. L- a little baby. Yeah. 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 In 2017, doctors at St. Luke's Hospital in Kansas City delivered one of the earliest premature babies ever to survive born at just 21 weeks and six days wow and weighing less than a pound yeah ellie schneider was a born fighter wow through the skill of her doctors and the prayers of her parents little ellie kept on winning the battle of life today ellie is a strong healthy two-year-old girl sitting with her amazing mother robin in the gallery ellie and robin we are glad to have you with us tonight. And this is the moment where he was going after abortion. Yeah. And and this is a it was a brilliant it's just yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. 21 weeks. Yeah. Um and you know down the street you can still kill this baby in Virginia. In in, in most states, will, most states in the union. Yeah, you can. The still, governor will lay that baby on the side and make a decision with the doctor right, what, to, right, what, what, right. what to do. Blackface. Yeah. Yeah, blackface, yeah, Northam, yeah, yeah. Northam, yeah. Northam. Yeah, but anyways, and it, and it is in that part in the speech where he actually he he affirmed um, every baby is a is a miracle from God made yeah. in the image of God, yeah. um, and and called to uh, at least ban late term abortions. Right. Yeah, right. You know, babies like that. Charles McGee was born in Cleveland, Ohio, one century ago. Charles is one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen the first black fighter pilots, and he also happens to be Ian's great-grandfather. After more than 130 combat missions in World War II, That's incredible. he came back home to a country still struggling for civil rights and went on to serve America in Korea and Vietnam. <coughs> on December 7th, Charles celebrated his 100th birthday. A few weeks ago, I signed a bill promoting Charles McGee to Brigadier General. (laughs) And earlier today, I pinned the stars on his shoulders in the Oval Office. General McGee, our nation salutes you. Thank you, sir. That's cool. Our our nation don't raise men like that anymore. What a (laughs) racist. Our our nation don't raise men like that anymore. Well, it's... 130. I love honoring fathers. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the thing that I appreciated about that is, I mean, yeah. this is the there's a you know his grandson, great grandson, great grandson, um, right there. But you know, just he's a father. Right. He's a father in our nation. And here, on this land, on this soil, on this continent, the most incredible dreams come true. This nation is our canvas. Oh, get ready. And this country <laughs> is our masterpiece. <laughs> we look at tomorrow and see unlimited frontiers just waiting to be explored. Our brightest discoveries are not yet known. Our most thrilling stories are not yet told. Our grandest journeys are not yet made. The American age, the American epic, the American adventure has only just begun. Mm. Our spirit is still young. The sun is still rising. God's grace is still shining. 
and my fellow Americans, the best is yet to come. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America. Thank you very much. Well, we know what oh, happened. No. And here, no, on this it. land, this on this is, oh, oh, this is what, this what, this this is what Nancy this was is, doing. Oh, oh, oh. We ruined it, the clip. Everybody. No, no. no. We've been doing it all day. We've been doing it all, the, show, <laughs> the whole show. So, Everybody knows. So here's Nancy uh, explaining why, why she, she did that. Yeah, why speech? she did that. Let's, okay. let, let's let her speak, okay? Yes, ma'am. You often counsel your members to be dignified in their response to the press and take the high ground. Did you step on that message by tearing up the statement? No, I tore up a manifesto of mistruths. It's very hard for us to talk about the issues that we are working on. HR three, infrastructure, and the rest. He misrepresented all of that was necessary to get the attention of the American people to say this is not true and this is how it affects you. And I don't need any lessons from anybody, especially the President of the United States, about dignity. Dignity. Is it okay to start saying four more years in the House of Representatives? It's just unheard of. Is it unheard of for the President to insult People there who don't share his view as well as to misrepresent, present falsehoods. Some would use the word lie. I don't like to use the word lie uh, uh, about what he is saying. All right, I'm done. So, no, I think it's complete. Enough. Uh, Stop. So, uh, Stop. the Democrats have keep defining, want to keep defining the terminology. They say what's dignified. Yeah. And she, can, she can tear up his Whatever his we do. It's dignified, right? Right, and and we we are the high we have the high moral ground to respond to Trump and tear up documents, and he can't. Notice the rhetoric difference. Yeah, Trump speaks like your favorite football coach. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. That, he, he's like. I mean, and we're gonna. He did this particularly in the day in, in the in, in his acquittal speech following, but even yeah. the, the 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 State of the Union address. Yeah, it's. I mean, and you know, granted, it's it's um it's political theater. Sure, it's it's, it's WWE. It, it is, but it's but it's um he's encouraging, and he has a. I think the closest thing to the voice of a father mm. that a lot of people will hear, mm. where he's saying, you know, you're doing good. We can do better. Yeah. We're, we're going to do better. We're going to keep working hard. We're going to keep fighting. Obama was good at that he's, too. He's high. Yeah, yeah. He really was. And he highlights people when you did that. That was awesome. We're thinking of you. He's pointing people out in the team. Yeah, yeah. And she gets up here and makes this statement. Yeah. It's just like scratching your fingernails across a chalkboard. Yeah. And she report. She points at the reporter like, it's, "Don't teach it's, me." It's, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> a, it's a condescending. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Screeching. Like really? Well, and is, is that I, what you want? I think the evidence of that is I think Christine Pelosi, her daughter, got on Fox and said this. What what she saw this? This was the move of a Italian grandmother. Mm. And so when you go to that, it was like, oh, so what she does is she goes and hides this behind, you know, a grandma yeah. and yeah. race and say this is justified. But, but it didn't have. But see, the thing is, I mean, I don't know exactly all that's meant by an Italian grandma. Well, but, it's but that's like what's designed for, but, so that you don't. Yeah, but it's like you know when. Like there is a place for mom to lecture, yeah, and grandma to you know look you in the face and say, "Hey, you look at me, boy." But what didn't he say that he didn't say last year? I mean, outside of the theater that he put on, yeah. uh, you know, everything that Trump has said, the way he talks, the way he communicates about his opponents, he talks the same way, he has been talking the same way forever. 
So outside, I get I, it. I think this was a little bit better was, delivered. Well, this was this was, was a championship run, yeah, right? Like, this yeah. was a little different because he had the momentum. Yeah. The fills were all there, right? And she did a perfect move. If you're losing, you rip it up, right? Because she yeah. upstaged it, you, and that's the only thing you could do at this point. Yeah, yeah. but she you know, look, but she looks petty. She looks cranky. She you, looks but fussy. she's getting a lot of attention, and yeah. it's almost sidelining kind of what happened at the State yeah. of the Union. You it's see a good that, move. There's this one guy on Twitter who went and actually found the ripped up speech in the trash can, <laughs> and he taped it back together, and apparently turned it into the National Archives. Okay, that's, awesome. <laughs> that's how you win. That's awesome. Well, needless to say, like this whole week for Trump has been like one victory after another. His, his, yeah, like, yeah. His, State like, of the Union was a victory. State of the Union. Yeah. The, the Iowa caucus. Iowa debacle. Yeah, Trump he won, won He's the first Republican president to ever win a Democratic caucus. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then after the prayer breakfast, so then he had the prayer breakfast after the State yeah. of the Union, and then after prayer breakfast, he has this... Uh, he walks in like this. This... Um, uh, the acquittal uh, speech. Yeah, thing, yeah, this victory speech, victory really. Lap. <laughs> Who else is gonna need a lot more paper? She's gonna need a lot more paper. Oh man! Oh man! Thank you very much. Oh my goodness! I mean, it was a victory lap. It was a victory lap. I mean, this was the beginning. Oh, this is amazing. You know, this is like the post game. Like we won, we won, we won. You all are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He gets up and talks for an hour and what three minutes after this? Yeah, it's an hour. An hour, hour and three. Bill minutes. Clinton, when he was acquitted by the Senate, remember he was impeached by the House, acquitted yeah. by the Senate. Bill Clinton I spoke. Did not for- have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> I love you, Bill Clinton. He, he, yeah, man. He spoke yeah, for one minute. Yeah, yeah. and thirty-seven seconds. Turn the cameras off. Yeah. <laughs> Trump gets up there and he speaks for over an hour. An hour. Yep. yep. Recognizing people, standing up. All and, this and stuff. I keep, I keep asking myself, did anybody on the other side think, hey, um, <clears throat> what happens, guys, if we lose? Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, What's that calculation what, look does like? Has anybody calculated what <laughs> it's going to look like? I mean, Trump, Trump is just going to put his tail between his legs and walk away, right? right? That, that's what's going to go down, right? No. He's going to go into that end zone. And he's going to be dancing in front of the cameras for an hour. He's going to grab the offensive line. He's going to grab the coaches. He's going to grab the fans. Everything. In the end zone. All right. When we come back, David Bonson on his new book about Elizabeth Warren. We're going to talk to him. Why wasn't uh, Bernie Sanders or And we're going to do a book drawing. Oh, coming up. Third segment. Book drawing for members. Get ready. Yeah, but next, David Bonson. Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church. Do you believe that you need an insurance company, or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way. Looking for a new direction for your health care? Visit us online at SamaritanMinistries.org.
Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. I'm I'm excited about this segment, bro. Number three. What, what's number three? Number three, third time. Third, is it number three? It, this is, I don't know if this is a strikeout or what. Is but this, has this we, our first guest to have on three times? I was going to ask. Uh, no, Doug Wilson's probably been that one. Okay, but, but he, I mean, does he count? He's joining the ranks. Yeah, he's joining the ranks. Technically, no. David Bonson, you're right in there with Doug Wilson. How's that make you feel? <laughs> uh, is that is that right? I'm, I, I've been on three times, and that's like a record. Uh, well, I, I, for I, you, <laughs> I think so. It's true. I don't. I don't usually get invited back anywhere, even two times. Wow, oh, okay. man! It, it just shows you how desperate we are. <laughs> <laughs> We, we are grateful to have Mr. David Bonson. He's the founder, managing partner, and chief investment officer of the Bonson Group. Uh, this is a bi-coastal wealth management firm managing over $2 billion in client capital. <laughs> Care, careful. Did you say $2 billion? Breathe, man. Whoa, Breathe, whoa, brother. Hallelujah. He is annually recognized as one of the top advisors in the country by Barron's, Forbes, Financial Times. He's a frequent economic and political writer for National Review, Forbes, and his very own Dividend Cafe. He's the host of the weekly political podcast, Radio Free California. Yeah. And is a regular guest on Fox Business, CNBC, Bloomberg, and Cross Politic. Hey. And he's part of the 1%. <laughs> I appreciate You know what? I just want, I appreciate you, David. Thank you so much for what you do up there. Um, and also the author well, of the- I think, I think he's coughing. I think he's coughing because he heard that $2 billion and he thought, man, this guy's going to have an arrest warrant for him with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh! You're the first person he's thinking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get you, David. I'm getting that, David Bonson. He's also the author of the brand new book, Elizabeth Warren, How Her Presidency Would Destroy the Middle Class and the American Dream. Uh, David, thanks so much for joining us again. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, thanks for having me. Love, love doing this with you guys. It's a lot of fun. So why Elizabeth Warren? I mean, really, what, what makes her so dangerous? Well, I think that there's two two components to it. First is the one where I'll be self-deprecating and 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 yet uh, somewhat transparent, and that is that apparently political prognostication is more difficult than it looks. <laughs> certainly more difficult than than forecasting macroeconomics and and uh. cash flows of American businesses. <laughs> because in 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 October, when when my publisher. Uh, pitched me on writing this book. She was in first place and climbing. And yeah. then Bernie Sanders had this thing called a heart attack. And <laughs> yep. you, yeah, you, yep. you know, absolutely. I, I, know, I, I thought I he know, was done. I know now it's like, I mean, who didn't, right? right. You yeah, know, right. That, that could have been a couple of different things. You yeah, know? that's true. So, like, a heart attack is generally serious. And that's where this expression "serious as a heart attack" comes from, right. because it's uh, it's really serious. Absolutely. And it didn't it didn't even affect his campaign, and 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 so then Elizabeth Warren made one self induced error after another, and and of course I would like to think that just the mere announcement of my book coming out also damaged. <laughs> the that's good. That's great. But, but much much like my forecast of of Trump having no chance in 2016, my concerns that Warren would end up being a Democratic frontrunner um, have at least so far looked to be um, overstated, and that's a good thing. Yeah. The problem, though, and I've had interview after interview say, doesn't it look like the American people are rejecting Elizabeth Warren's message? Well, of course, the problem is that it doesn't because. 
Elizabeth Warren's loss has been Bernie Sanders' gain. And yeah. so I think from an ideological standpoint in the Democratic Party, um, particularly in that in those fringes that have a lot of the energy and momentum, uh, her message, her platform has an awful lot of, of momentum right now. Well, when I, when I read your book, I, I really kind of read it more like uh, a pre, watching the whole Democratic Party kind of progress this direction. Not just Elizabeth Warren, not just Bernie Sanders, but there really is a connection between the Obama administration and where Sanders and Warren want to take the Democratic Party. Well, I, I agree. I think that the difference is, and again, um, I hope that listeners will really take this in the right way and with the nuance it's intended. But but Barack Obama is significantly smarter and more talented than <laughs> the bulk of progressive liberals. Wow! Yeah. Um, and and this has been a 100 year success story for the left. Mm-hmm. It's a story that I have spent significant portion of my adult life pleading with the right to understand, particularly those of us um, who have a faith worldview. That incrementalism is a really potent really effective means of implementing change. Mm. It also happens to be the way that change most often is in fact enacted. But, but Obama realized that um, he could, by trying to move the ball 10 yards at a time, he could get a lot more done than throwing a Hail Mary. Um, And it looks to me like Sanders is going to just jump right out on a Medicare for all green new deal. The same things I wrote about in the Warren book uh, whereas they probably will get there anyways yeah. if they would just settle for three or four yards at a time. Mm. In, inside of your book, the subtitle is How Her Policies Would Destroy the Middle Class. Oh, is that kind of just fear-mongering, or do you really I – mean, how would her policies destroy the middle class? No, it's not fear-mongering, and I, and I mean it very seriously, and yet I mean it in a very different way than most people. I think the most typical – right-wing conservative Republican response is to immediately go to the price tag of the proposals. And I, by the way, I do that too. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. They are ludicrous. They are uh, uh, fantasy land and utopian. They can't be paid for. They won't be paid for. That's all legitimate fair game, but that's not what I mean. I mean, it destroys the middle class. And this is where we get to what we all discussed the first time you guys had me on my initial book, Crisis of Responsibility. I believe it undermines the middle class because Warren is successfully persuading people that their lot in life is doomed. And the reason it is doomed is because they are oppressed and the person oppressing them is someone else who has been successful, Hmm. someone else who has uh, money, who owns a business. Uh, It could be a millionaire. It could be a a business owner. It could be an executive, a bank. There's all these different boogeymen out there, but what it is doing is undermining the middle class of agency, of responsibility, and that is what I mean by destroying the middle class. Can you connect the dots between some of the specific policies? I mean, you kind of walk through a number of her policies, um, and you and you're and you're connecting the dots. You're demonstrating how each one of these um, does the very thing you talk about: blames other people for the problems and removes agency and responsibility. Could you just connect the dots for our listeners? Like, take one or two of her policy proposals mm. and say, "Here's how it does that." Well, I think that one of the lowest hanging fruits, uh, largely because of the gift of YouTube and this particular uh, gentleman who confronted Senator Warren at a, at a campaign yeah. rally, yeah. is on the issue of student debt forgiveness. Okay, okay. so uh, I wrote a whole chapter about the subject in my Crisis of Responsibility book, and I have very strong opinions about the entire system 
to begin with and, and kind of just the absurdity and scam that is the present higher education industry at large. Yeah. And then you get into the funding mechanisms and so forth. So uh, the issue that is really interesting is how incredibly regressive her policy proposal is. She's talking about a trillion dollar handout to effectively doctors and lawyers that have grad school debt. Now, there's a lot of undergrad students that have excessive debt that, that would benefit from some student loan forgiveness. But um, the, the statistics are pretty clear. Most of the, the student debt issues we have are with people that have high earning potential right. um, that are in the larger side of, of income generating capacity. Right. The bottom 30 or 40% of earning uh, capacity are people who don't have college degrees, therefore don't have student debt. Uh, right. Maybe they had parents to take care of. Maybe they went and worked for the, the family you know, business. But, of course, there's no trillion dollars being given to them. Well, isn't that the textbook definition of regressive, mm-hmm. giving more to people that need it less while not giving anything to people who need it more? It's I, I've been spending my whole life right. hearing that that's what Republicans do. Right. And here, here's Warren <laughs> handing out trillion dollars to doctors and lawyers. I think it's insane. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> but, no, but, but connect that. So again, But, but, but to, to answer your question on the middle class, yeah. what that dad got for, there are a lot of people, I bet a lot of them are listening to the show right now who saved up for their kids' education, who, right. who made efforts to, to kind of, you know, spend a little less, put money aside and kind of think through what they wanted to do. And so if they wrote a check to pay for a tuition semester from savings, they're not going to get any uh, uh, benefit here. But to the extent you didn't save, you took on debt, and then now they're going to come in and, and wipe that debt away. It's an utterly dangerous moral hazard and the idea, and you guys can, can timestamp this sentence, the idea that they will forgive a trillion dollars of student debt and in five years or 10 years not forgive a trillion dollars of credit card debt is mm. comical. Mm, that's right. It will happen. Right. It will incentivize utterly insane spending. It's a bad idea for the middle class. Simply, simply now, slope. Yeah. yeah. Now, now um, kind of take a shot at the Republicans. I feel like the Republicans have kind of got us – to this point too you know um uh i mean the, the republicans aren't don't care about the national debt you know uh, i mean the republicans talk about limited government or used to right. uh, i don't really hear much talk of it anymore but we're not that far behind i was thinking the Democrats. This, i was thinking that particularly with the trump's state of the union address uh, i mean there were a number of things that i appreciated about it and it was a phenomenal speech yeah. but at the same time there were a number of places where he's promising uh, all kinds of things. And I, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, how are you going to pay for that, man? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, to the extent that the book I wrote is very carefully not driven by only going after the price tag of Warren's issues, but all of the moral and political uh, shortcomings in them, a big portion of the reason for that is that I argue the Republicans don't have the credibility to go after the price tag. It's Ooh. a really bad argument to say yeah. you you're going to spend you're going to spend 10 trillion too much. And they say you, yeah, you you spent 5 trillion too much. <laughs> and you go, yeah. you know, it, That's right. Like like uh, at some point um it, it all gets lost on the American people. We're well past that point. Yeah. Um you 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 said something interesting though. It, it is that it was in Trump's state of the union. It was a very good speech and and I um believe 
that it showed something that is not merely transitory and not merely in the conventional argument people use for supporting President Trump. The whole, he fights and we got to, you know, the libs are coming after us. Sure. The media is unfair. All those things. I get it. And sure. I've heard there's not an argument out there I haven't heard and had tweeted at me usually with, with really weird memes. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is that um, no one can say with a straight face that we are any more interested in um, fiscal responsibility right. and no one is yeah. really pretending right. that we are. Right. right. And so that it, it, it puts it at an even higher level of burden that our ability to argue against Medicare for all green new deal and uh, student loan forgiveness be based in, in something greater than just merely the price tag because the Republicans do not have a leg to stand on here. Yeah. Are you planning on voting for Trump this next go around? We didn't, we didn't vote for Trump. And, and I, I, at least at this point, I think I'm, I'm going to be voting for Trump. You know, how are you sorting through that? Well, first of all, I didn't know you guys didn't vote for Trump and that's amazing because he still won Idaho. <laughs> yeah, we were surprised too. Yeah, <laughs> it was an well, easy. Little, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm gonna let you know a little secret. I didn't vote for Trump, and he still lost California. Yeah, yeah. surprise. So, <laughs> it's your fault, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so both of us, for different reasons, are in a position where voting or not voting for him is somewhat irrelevant. That's yeah. true. Um, sure. Because of the foregone conclusion of our respective states. So. Yeah. I wrote time and time again about this, no, no matter how much false stuff has been said to the contrary back in 16, that the real issue is not how I was going to vote. I take my vote very seriously. I think it is something that is very covenantal to me. Uh -huh. um, and, and yet I, I am really sensitive to the legitimate pragmatic arguments that exist. But um, the, in, in Ohio and Florida and Wisconsin and Michigan, if they called me up at midnight and, and said, we need you to come break the tie, um, I would have voted for Trump in 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and as for what I'm going to do in 2020, I'm going to wait and let the Democrats nominate their person. And I'm going to wait and see how President Trump behaves. But I have no burden on this subject sure. because the real question is, is who am I going to be rooting for? Not who am I going to vote for? Sure. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for or against President Trump, depending on these other circumstances that are still TBD. Um, but as far as who I'm rooting for, um, there is no possible way that I can root for a Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren to be president. Right. Right. And mm -hmm. so if, if that seems like I'm being evasive, I'm really not. I've thought through this immensely. I continue to. President Trump, in a weird way, okay, as someone who really um, did not want to see him be the Republican nominee in 2016, um, it, it has basically done – um, all the things that I thought he wouldn't do in, mm -hmm. in a good way. Right. Yep. And then, uh, and then a bunch of things that I thought he wouldn't do, he's done in a bad way. And what I mean <laughs> by that is uh, he, he's sort of accidentally been effective in the life issue and in the judge issue with judges. Right. Yeah. And, and he's, and because of the alignment of interest, he, he's really more or less governed as a pretty traditional conservative Republican president would, other than on the spending issue. He's, uh, there's not been much that I would say, I really wish he would have done that differently or that differently on a policy issue. And yet, um, temperamentally, I would have thought because of his craving for popularity that he would have pivoted 
to being a bit less temperamentally um, <laughs> jackassish, <Yeah>. and <laughs> yeah. he is not. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, David, I want to I want to we're going to wrap up here, but I want to end with a little bit of an economics lesson. I've heard you say that Genesis one is the economics textbook to end all textbooks. And as an economics guy, when I open up economic books, I don't usually hear people talk like that. Could you just flesh that out for us real quick before we go? Yes, I would agree with you that uh, when you open up a lot of economics textbooks, you do not see them starting <laughs> in Genesis one. Not really. For some and, reason. But I will tell you that the reason that those economics textbooks you are opening are usually so bad, it can largely be attributed to the fact that they don't start in Genesis 1. And and I, I believe that even um, uh, classical economics and a lot of the neoclassical school that would be considered less Keynesian and certainly less collectivist mm -hmm still is deeply flawed. I think in the 20th century of the Randian school um, that it commits the same errors that a lot of more left-wing oriented economists would make. And that is not rooting their approach to the study of economics in a really accurate understanding of the human person. Yeah. And an understanding of the human person requires one to know that the human person was first and foremost created by God and they were created by God in his image and they were created by God in his image with dignity. And they were created with dignity for the purpose of man exercising dominion in the earth to grow and, and to make things bigger and better and more productive. And that this was all part of God's original pre-fall plan. And everything I just said is fundamentally important to understanding economics. And mm. all of it is found in the first 28 verses of the Bible. Uh, that's your next book, right? <laughs> seriously. Was, I promise you it's coming, my friend. Oh, oh seriously. So looking I, forward I had, to I, had to I had to take down Elizabeth Warren first. <laughs> okay. She, okay. She's out of the way. Okay. We'll <laughs> let you. We'll let you. I'm totally with that. Elizabeth Warren, How Her Presidency Would Destroy the Middle Class and the American Dream. And Sanders. By David Boston. Well, Sanders, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He, he hit both with one, you know? Yeah. All right, hey, David, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate you. All right, guys. Have a good one. You too. More cross politic when we come back. You're heading to Amazon right now, right? Go get it. One thing again. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. You like it loud. Whoa! Blast! The shocking place here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm gonna do to you. <laughs> and that's better than the alternatives. <laughs> okay. Welcome back. Okay, that one got me. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politics. <laughs> on the one and the only Fight Laugh Feast. Oh, I never want to know what the alternative Network. is. Network. <laughs> This segment is brought to you by F Moscow Family Dentistry. Moscow Family Dentistry is a clinic in Moscow, Idaho. 
you may be shocked to hear. Mm. Um, but did you know that they were a big part of sending us to G3? They wow. were. And they our were. East Coast tour. Yep. So grateful So for them. every yep. time you see more club content coming out or shows that were filmed on the road yep. coming out, as they're going to be coming out, yeah. Um, just think to yourself, God bless Moscow Family Dentistry. Yeah. Pray for them. Yeah. <laughs> support the people. <laughs> and, that and, support and if you're us. local, use them. Yes, please. Um, anyways, when you step into Moscow Family Dentistry in Moscow, Idaho, you'll know you found the perfect place for your family's care. Their team loves helping kids grow into healthy adults. Dr. Ben Bowen, who's a Logos grad, by the way, ah. and uh, a Grayfire student. Yeah, knows right that now. early experiences Pastor. influence the value children place on their oral health as adults. One negative experience can affect a child's outlook on dentistry for the rest of their life. Uh You can Uh be sure your child will have a great experience at Moscow Family Dentistry. He gives them laughing gas every time. (laughs) The services offered at Moscow Family Dentistry (laughs) ensure that patients of all ages feel welcome. From the earliest checkups to orthodontic evaluations, Dr. Ben Bowen will listen to your concerns and guide you through every stage. Check them out, MoscowFamilyDentistry.com. You guys ready to do a drawing? Oh, for, I am. Cl- for club members only, though. Oh, this, this drawing is only so, for club oh, members. So if you're not a club member, you can't get. You but, aren't in this. But you could. Away? You could join now and be ready for the next time we do a drawing. That's that's right. What, what do we give away? How many drawings so, are we doing? So we're doing three drawings. We're going to give away three books. We got. Uh, what book should we give away first? Loser Think or Free to Believe? Free to Believe. Okay, we got we're going to. So we'll do. We'll do Free to Believe, Loser Think, Free to Believe. Okay, okay I'm ready. Okay, okay are we ready? ready? All right, here we go. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> look at, they can't even fit all our club members in there. I love the look of this. That's wow, that's hilarious. Who's number one? <laughs> so suspenseful. Aaron! Aaron Mayfield! I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. Aaron, thank you for being a club member. Aaron Mayfield. Just, it's going oh, again. It's going again. It's going again. <laughs> Had to do the drum opening. Oh, that's good. This is loser thing. For loser thing, Scott Adams. Yeah. Going to <laughs> Corey. Corey Kidder. Corey hey, Kidder. Loser thing. Go, Corey. Hey, loser thank thing. you for being a thank you. Oh, it's doing it Corey again. Kid- it's doing it again. Man, it's, this on, it's is on the move. Fast. It's on the move. It's so fast. I'm getting a little dizzy. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Stop looking. For real. All right, here, here, here we goes. Alex. Edmonds. Alex Edmonds, another copy of Free to Believe. Yeah. Way to go! All right, I'm ready for the next one. Go ahead, that's go. It, that's it. That's three. That's oh, three. That's all we got. Hey, yeah, one, one, two, three. Uh, I just <laughs> couldn't do it. Come on, one more. We can just give away something. I got so excited. Can we give away Satakoy? Can we? Yeah. Why can't we give us? Uh, why, why don't you? Just no, get, club members can get Satakoy download for free in the. Uh, the you know what? There's a lot of oh, the club, right, portal. club portal. They can just portal. download yeah. it for free. Yeah. Any club member. Can there are master classes inside of our club portal for club members. So we have. Uh, uh, oh, I'm thinking Jason Elmore's masterclass on business, uh, elite, and execution. elite execution yeah. on selling. We have masterclasses from um, Kurt um, McCurdy. Oh, he's gonna get so mad at me, Doctor McCurdy, Doctor Kurt McCurdy uh, on child Keith. rearing. Keith McCurdy, yeah, it's definitely Keith. Did I say what I say? You said Kurt because it rhymes Him with too. McCurdy. <laughs> Him too. <laughs> Kurtz is coming, but first is Keith. Do we have uh, uh, Gary Demar in there? Yet? Gary Demar. We have one session up from Gary. My goal is to get Gary up before the end of the month. God so and government there's eschatology. Two, there's two yep. God and government eschatology. Yep. We also have a film in there. Baptism is not enough. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm doing a Proverbs Bible study. Proverbs is which. The, which I had a, a, a owner from a business come and say, "Man, I want my whole company to." 
to be able to get access to Proverbs, uh, Pastor Toby's Proverbs it's study so in our good. portal. Yeah, it's really they are good. so good. Now, on this new app that we have, you oh, can log um, into your club membership. So, but what about all the past shows and play? Uh, the past shows are oh. Uh, so if at the very bottom of the app you'll see a oh, past past show. shows, yeah. Oh look, twenty nineteen. Yep, twenty nineteen. I'm clicking and, on, and we're still putting whoa, in. Whoa, there's there's like eight, six or eight shows in there. Yeah, we're so we're still putting in. So we're loading the backlog. Right we're loading yeah. them in. So that's so, for law and profits. Everybody's getting their old content just, or their historical wow. content. I just want to talk about the app for two seconds here. Okay, part of the one, app. Two. Okay, well a little longer. Okay, than all, right. That. all right. Sorry. Give, Sorry. give me a preacher's two seconds. Okay. So okay. I'm gonna be here for five minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so one of the things that's really that's nice good. about the app, we had so many people complaining when we first started uh, the network that you couldn't organize the shows the way you would like. Yep. And yep. everybody just kind of came in the feed and it made their feed messy. Well, right. now look at that. You can look get that the beautiful. app. Look at that. And it has every show broken up for their own channel. So yep. you can find each show's shows yeah. inside of the app. Very clean. Yep. Very easy to use. It's great. It's wonderful. You're gonna <laughs> it's love beautiful. it. We're gonna make app it's, making great again. It's making cross beautiful and fight left. Beautiful Alamo. Again. The yeah. beautiful, beautiful <laughs> cross politic app. And you can live stream if you are a club member. You can live stream yep. the the sausage of the show being made. Oh yeah, there are people watching us right now. So right now, and and, and when we go off for a commercial break, they're still watching. They're us. still watching. They're yep. watching. You get know, to ask questions. We get to talk and engage yep. with them. Yep. So the app is a, a great platform right now for the fight last yeah. peace family yeah man david bonson was great yeah and I, i'm I, again i'm so thankful for him how much did we pay him to come back on for, for, a, third for a third time yeah, i'm right? just trying to figure yeah. out like, uh, i mean yeah why he, what a blessing you know one of the things at the <laughs> towards the end of the segment um when he started talking about your question genesis and yep, dominion yep. and man, i wanted to keep and, going yeah uh, but because it's that's a really important topic i mean christians are really ignorant yeah. when it comes to what the bible has to say about economics i'm ignorant what, about it yes. and, you know i'm still learning about that absolutely well and there's there's a couple um uh i mean there's some great books to be getting that Chris, all christians need to read we need like we need what to do, we need to do like a high school economic curriculum class yeah. or something in our club portal right yeah we really oh, should. that's right um, but like invisible hand um uh which is uh, uh adams uh henry hayek uh economics in one lesson uh, which is really uh, you go back I and think read it's Bast- Hazlitt. Hazlitt, sorry, that too. Um, you really he really ripped off from Bastiat, um, who was an economist that uh, Hazlitt based all this thing on. Yeah. Uh, um, and then there's Hayek. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right, Henry Hazlitt uh, for economics in one lesson. Um, but even even before you get there, I think there's a whole um, there's a number of biblical principles that Christians just glance over and don't understand and see how it applies to economics. We need a theological economics. Exactly. Gary Before North, we start getting into this practical stuff, yeah. Gary North has some great books on economics. It just, I mean, he has a lot econo- of them are He free. has a new book called really? like what Economics for Beginner or, or yep. Beginning Economics. Really? Or something. I have that book. I haven't read it yet. But really? GaryNorth.com. He has a bunch of free books right, on right. there, and he has some great work done on economics. From a, actually, almost all of his books are. Um, looking at Leviticus economics ish, ish, uh, from right. an economics level, yeah, you know, right. and working through it. So, but just really practically, I mean, I think what what Bonson was saying at the end there is exactly right. If you do not begin with the idea that God created the yeah. world, that's yeah. right. God created man. Yeah, we're made in His image. This means that we um, have the dignity of being made in His image, and yeah. also that we were made for a purpose. Right, and that purpose was to work. And, and and take dominion yep. and that and be innovative and, and that creative. means yep. imitating mm-hmm. God's creativity and productivity and right. fruitfulness. Yeah, that's right. And it's, it's, and sin has interrupted that. Yeah. But if the gospel 
is the solution to our sin. Amen. If the cross takes the curse, then then the implication of the whole gospel is so we can get back to work. Amen. We can get back to work obeying God and and learning to see how did he make this world to be fruitful. Right. Yeah. He, he made it to be fruitful right. if we'll only work. Yeah. And so what affects economics and all this is laziness, sin, yep. you, you know, all the greed, all those, the greed covetousness. Um uh, <laughs> not it sounds like God's law. Not yeah. obeying God's call in your life yeah. or or even um understanding how God's called the government and the civil the civil government and the family government and the church government to interact yeah. with one another. Right. That's all tangled up in in how we see economics. Th- right? Well, that's and that's just covenant theology. Right. I mean, it, how so? It, it, but because the covenant breaks down, uh, any covenant breaks down to basically five different things. Oh boy, I hope I can remember all these. Okay. Um, so you Here got go. Take notes. Uh, transcendence, hierarchy, manufacturing, uh, uh, sanctions, <laughs> um, uh, laws, sanctions, and then the what happens? Free healthcare. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> and then the last one is the future. What does it look like if these things are obeyed, and what is the future for yeah, these? That was good. Blessings. So, you, you did that. Blessings, you did that yeah. in spite of me, and Toby. Yeah. yeah so, really but good. that's and so no matter what, how you look at this. Who's in charge and how they told you to run the world? Well, and that's the thing is, I mean, and, fundamentally what covenant theology is, is it means that God is over you. That's right. Yeah. And, and he made the world. He designed the world. It's his. And it's his. And either you're living your life uh, seeking to conform yourself to the way he's made the world. That's right. Beginning with the gospel. Yeah. Dealing with your sin. Yeah. Um, or you're living your life. Um, in an animosity or with enmity with God and the way he made the world. And one way tends towards God's blessing. That's right. And one way tends towards his cursing. And and this is is how we can connect economics to morality. Absolutely. Where, you know, homosexuality is bad economics. Absolutely. Right? Marriage between man and woman is good economics. Yeah. (laughs) You know, raising our kids uh, to have discipline, to wake up early in the morning, you know, a, a Proverbs child that's good economics. Right. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, he didn't mention this. I think we've maybe said this before on the show, but I, I think don't forget that because people are made in the image of God, that means that people are actually the most valuable resource in the universe. Yeah, that's right. Now they can, uh, they can do great damage. Yeah. They can do great harm. The image of Proves God your point, though. means, yeah. yeah, but that's the point. Exactly. Because they're made in the image of God, because uh, C.S. Lewis says in the, in the, his message, uh, the weight of glory that we've never had dealings with a mere mortal. Mm. Everyone is an immortal, right? Right. Because everyone is in the process of becoming a creature um, that we might be tempted to worship, mm-hmm. yeah, or a, a creature that we would be tempted to recoil in utter horror from. You yeah. know, uh, every everyone in the whole universe, yeah. And, and so, because of that, because we're immortals, we have immortal souls. We have souls that will never die. They'll right. either live in, in eternity in glory or right. eternity in hell and torment. Right. Um, we are becoming those. Those creatures now yeah. in yeah. what we do, but there's there's inherent glory and power in the creativity of man, in the yeah. ability to work, in the ability to invent and paint yeah. and yeah. compose and, cre- and and imitate the maker. Right. And you're either doing that for good and for glory, or you're doing that in a way that's destructive and divisive right. yeah. and corrupting. Yeah, and, and, and it goes back. It's just two options here. Um, it's honoring God and then loving your neighbor. Right. That's, that's the two. So you yep. got to have those two things in play. And one of the things that I've been thinking about with my family, and we've been really trying to to grasp, and I think I've talked about this before, is how can the Shannon family love our neighbor in such a way to produce things that they say, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Can I have that? Yeah. How do I get that from you? Right. What do we have? Obviously, God, whatever we have at our fingertips, God has given us those things. And what are we to just give. looking over yeah. and not thinking about? 
that we need to repent of and say, okay, Lord, how do we take the things we have, however small they are, right. and start figuring out, getting our hands in there and say, what's cool about this that God has made? Yeah. Well, and how do we but, love our neighbor with but it? But that right. means you, you know? got to stop grasping. you got to stop being greedy. you right. gotta, you got to be humble. You remember when we um, when we talked to uh, Walter Williams in Philly? The, uh, yes. Uh, yes. And uh, we, Club we, members we, coming live. That's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Else coming. We was, were there for an hour and a half in his living room. It, it was fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. And But he, he mentioned this. He said that free markets are fundamentally are the way that people uh, share their gifts. Yeah. They give gifts. Yeah. They serve other That's people. Right. That's right. That's right. And and this you know so God creates and he serves us right. by giving us a world that we get to enjoy. And then he makes us and says, "Here, use the gifts I've given, I've given you and um, turn a profit on those. Right. Yeah. Work the ground, make it fruitful. Right. Take a tree, cut it down, use the wood, build something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's if, good when the government requires us to do that, right? Absolutely yeah. not. Because <laughs> the reason why it's not is because you've taken away um, the the um, the ability to give. Right. It's yeah. not a gift if someone right. puts a gun to your head and says, if you right. don't give it, I'll shoot you. Right. I'll put you in jail. Well, you just made my job easy. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. It's yours, bro. There's no, and then the other person, the person that receives the gift has no duty to be grateful. Yeah. He deserves it. Yeah. Because he didn't, he deserves it because the government told this person to give it to me. It's mine now. But it it destroys gratitude. Absolutely. Um, uh, there's, um, George Gilder also gets into this, um, and I can't remember which book it is, but there's uh, Knowledge and Power, I think it is, at the beginning of the book, maybe, or maybe it's the very Knowledge end. Knowledge and Power. Um, he talks about this, the same idea, though, that, um, that it's, uh, that free market, a free market economy, um, the basics of it are basically that you have gifts from God that you want to share with other people. You see that other people need, mm-hmm. and you want to meet those <laughs> needs. Right. And those people so value what the Shannon family has created right. or given, right. and they say, wow, thank you. Yeah, Here's yeah. some money. And they say, this is so helpful to me, and I want to bless you, right, and right. I also want you to have a little extra so you have more like to that. make so more can, of that. So you can keep making more of yeah. these things. A blessing transaction. And so here, how much can I give you? Yeah. Okay. What, yeah. What, what, what would bless you? Right. Yeah. And you say, well, I think this much. Yeah. And, and, and you can have a negotiation of it and you, and you come to a deal, but that's a free exchange. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. this is why I think there's like a deep-seated resentment and bitterness in the Democratic Party. And you kind of see it oh, absolutely. Perkling, perkling up. Yeah. You yeah. know, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, that was that was resentful. I mean, that was... Bitterness per- in, in yeah. their party and ignorance and maybe it, it's for us. Yeah. Oh, oh and, certainly. And maybe some but because yeah. it's because the whole platform is bent on requiring right. people to give to others. Well, and 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 Bonson gets at this. It's also rooted in a resentment of anyone that has something better or different yes. than you. Yeah. Yes, and, right. and, which Victimology. is which is fundamentally resentment of God. That's right. Yeah. It's and this goes back to the the beginning of economics is that God is the creator. God is God. God is over God you. God is God. Because, yep. And if he is God, then he can give to Joe and Fred yeah. and Jimmy and Jane and all the other people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not give to you. And whatever he wants to give them. Yeah. Yeah. He can give them abilities. He can give them a family that's different than yours and experiences different than yours. He can bless them however he wants. And we are to say glory to God. Amen. 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 And, and say amen to him, not resent it, not envy it um, because, at all. And, and, the, and how part of what happens in the envy is like, I want that. How do yeah. I get that, right? right? But the, the thing that the, what you need to realize is that you only get that from asking God. Right. And if you need knowledge from God, you need to first fear God. Right. right. You need to have a fear of God. Say, Lord, 
You need to humble yourself uh, right, before it, God. That's exactly right. And, and say, Lord, you, you've you made me who you've made me to be. Exactly. Yeah. Galatians says, let no man think of himself higher than he ought. Right. Yeah. But, um, but let him think of himself soberly, which doesn't yeah. mean you make lies up about yourself. Yeah. I'm horrible. No, 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 I have no, no. no gifts. Think about yourself rightly. You say, what has God given me and what can I give? And how can I this serve? Is, this is, and we're, we're going to end here, but I, I, this is what bothered me about the prayer breakfast. I didn't watch the whole thing. I yeah. only watched a part of it and kind of skipped through because okay. I, I couldn't stomach it. Uh, honestly, what part? I, uh, the beginning. Trump walks into the prayer breakfast and yeah. he brings in his acquitted piece. Yeah, he brings it up and he yeah. just kind of put on the same yeah. show that he did at it's State of the Union. Yeah. Right? And yeah. but but it's a prayer breakfast. It's a prayer breakfast. And I would think yeah. after everything you just got done going through, right. you should walk in there and with a Bible and say, and Let's read pray. a Bible verse yeah, and yeah. get on your knees. Say God has been kind yeah. to us. Yeah, thank God for all His blessings. By, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and just and ask for the the men and women in that room, the Christians in that room, to pray for you and say, listen, ask God to give me yeah, wisdom yeah. to leave. Right. right. You know, I'm humbled at this point because I I'm surprised I even yeah. made this. Nobody else has made it through this. God right. has allowed me to make it through this. When we were when we were playing the, the the State of the Union address, I was playing it in the living room, and my wife was across the room from us, and and she just poked her head up in the middle of it and said, is that Nebuchadnezzar? Oh. <laughs> at, at the beginning of the oh. speech, when he's just sort of rattling off all the accomplishments, everything that yep. they've done, everything uh-huh. they've done, my administration, my yep. administration. And I, and I, like, I get, like, she had a point. Right, right, yeah. I mean, right. And, and there's a, you know, somewhat of a fine line. There's a, a gradation there of um, just, you know, doing your victory thing. Sure. Yeah. And announcing your accomplishments in that sense. Paul, Paul did. But, he announced his accomplishments, right? Yeah. right. But yeah. there's also this, and then when you see it spill into the prayer breakfast, you're like, okay, uh, there's something else going on here. Is yeah. that hubris? Yeah, and, that's right. And, and there's, you know, we just watched the Iowa debacle. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they were like, you know, I mean, talk about pride and arrogance. And mm-hmm. then God says, you know, watch this. Yeah. And, you know, you, you have a, you have a, <laughs> so good. an app called Shadow. Yeah. And that <laughs> was, company, that was, the company was called yeah, Shadow. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's a setup. And, yeah. um, and God is, you know, totally messed with them. But God can do the same thing to us. God, it, it, God yeah. can do the same thing to Trump. He can do the same thing to the Republican Party. Hey, humble yourself and he will lift right. you up. Pride goes yeah. before the fall. That's when we right. talked to Nate Wilson, he was, he's like, God's going to humble him. Yeah. Right? And he's right. I mean, this is crazy on right. both sides. Everything's right. just going nuts. You better believe if you see God, and Doug Wilson wrote about this in yeah. his, one of his yeah. um, it was a really good post in his post. He, I can't remember which one it was, but you just go read all of them, okay? Yeah, yeah. All good. <laughs> Where it's like when you see your bigger brother over there yeah. getting disciplined, you don't sit up and say, "Ah, there you go, you're right. getting it." And you say, "Whoa, whoa, 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 well, yeah, I might be next." Well, this is this is exactly what happened with Israel and Judah, and God said this specifically about yeah. them. Like Judah didn't learn the lesson; Israel was taken off into exile hundred years before yeah, yeah. for their sins for their idolatry and god's like did you learn the lesson yeah right. and yeah. you know some you know some of them kind of sort of did but mostly didn't right. yeah and so you know 100 years later they're being taken off into exile because they followed in the same sins of their older sister yeah. israel that's right um the the other thing about this is just you know there was i was thinking about the uh the comment he made at his uh victory lap speech you know the the yeah yeah, yeah. The thing he did where he said uh um He's talking about the call, the phone call. He's, you know, that people were listening on the line and, and they said it was perfect. And he says, now, now I've made mistakes. Right, 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 right. I, I didn't, I didn't mean to, not intentionally, not, intentionally. not, not knowing. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I made some mistakes. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I kind of think in some ways we have to re- recognize, I think there's a lot about what Trump has done that's good. That's basically the same thing. I've done some good things. I didn't know that I, I, was, doing good, I was doing good things, but I did some good yeah, things. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. And and I think that's kind of how God is blessing us through Him, which is yeah. it's not Trump. 
No. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's no, no, Trump. No, 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 no. It's God who's yeah. having mercy on yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Which means that Trump needs to humble himself. And so do we. And and we need to humble we, ourselves. We yeah. need to see that yeah. right now and know that it's not Trump. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. God who's being kind to us through right. him, and we need to get on our own That's knees right. and say, God, forgive That's right, us. Man. Amen. And, and, how, and how do we now start engaging properly and repent, right. you know? Right. Yeah, and, so. and a lot of us, I mean, we could rattle off all the ways that God's blessed us oh. and yeah. be grateful and do that, yep. Yep. but give the glory to God. Yeah. Yep. Because you know what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. It didn't end it, well. It didn't uh-huh. end well. Uh-huh. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.